The FinTech 5 podcast is sponsored by NTT Data Services. NTT Data Services, a global business and IT innovator, partners with clients to navigate and simplify the modern complexities of business and technology, delivering the insights, solutions, and outcomes that matter most. Basically, they get stuff done. Learn more at nttdataservices.com. Steve Jobs once said, we're here to put a dent in the universe. Well, FinTech has certainly put a dent in the financial services industry over the past few years. This podcast series focuses on the story of those individuals who took Jobs advice, the dent makers, if you will. This is the FinTech 5. This episode of the FinTech 5, I'm interviewing Margo with a name that is absolutely killing me, but I'm going to go for it, Margo. Avedisian? It's close, Avedisian. Oh, damn it. All right. <laughs> you know, that wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I mean, like, at least you got my first name. I care more about my first name. <laughs> Getting right. X in it. I can't tell you how many times it's Margox. And I'm like, no. Margox? Okay. Yeah, that's just, uh, yeah, that's bad. You know, it would be good if you could just be known by your first name. Yeah, I, I agree. I totally agree. That, that's when you know you made it. So here's what's funny. Right before I called you to do this, I was uh, on Slack with my producer. And I said, hey, I'm about to interview the Bitcoin comedian. And she actually typed me back and said, which one? There's more than one? Evidently, she was thinking Louis C.K. Because Louis C.K. Oh. does a bit on Bitcoin. <laughs> so you got some competition. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Man, I had the head of Louis C.K. At least I'm in that category. That's kind of cool. Yeah, you know what? Because you're Margot. Or Margot yeah. Wicks, which is even better. All right. So if you haven't picked up on it by now, Margot's kind of funny, which is a good thing. Um, but she does have some other jobs before we talk about comedy. She's a VP of Transform PR. She's a host of Burning Bridges with Radio Free Brooklyn. I love Radio Free Brooklyn, by the way. Um, she's a blockchain entrepreneur and she's a comedian. And most importantly, she was featured in the Wall Street Journal because she is that good. Right, Margo? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we'll have that link literally. <laughs> such a freak of nature we need to write about this <laughs> we'll have the link to uh the wall street journal literally buried it'll be a hyperlink in every word <laughs> in the show notes <laughs> so you get a bunch of views all right so let's let's start with the serious stuff first and we'll work our way down uh transform pr what is transform pr what exactly is your role there uh, so I, I do a lot of things there. I helped run the company and also we represent, uh, we are really the only and, or at least the definitely premier PR firm that represents, uh, a lot of the blockchain companies as well as a lot of the token sales. Some people may know it as ICO. Uh, I will not. I'll try not to refer to it as that, uh, but we've been in the space since early 2013. I personally have been an entrepreneur in the space since 2012, and we are working with, we're kind of inundated right now, but we basically help craft messages for these companies. A lot of them are doing a token sale and uh, we get them in the press. So we get them in the crypto media and we get them in mainstream media. Uh, so we're kind of really pushing this concept of blockchain, which expands way beyond Bitcoin uh, to the mass consumers in public. You know, it's kind of funny. It's it's, you know, one of those industries and you've been in it for a while, but it is one of those industries that 
from a mainstream standpoint, really didn't get a ton of attention. And now, even when you talked about ICOs, go Google ICO and look at the number of articles in, again, um, publications like the Wall Street Journal, which, by the way, you were published in, um, and, you know, Forbes, and you take your pick, right? I mean, it's, it's amazing how, how much this industry has changed in six months. Yeah, well, the last ICO that we represented, they uh, a couple days ago just raised, or actually it was yesterday, they raised $140 million. That's just insane. Uh, the company we represented before them raised around $60 million. And what's even more crazy is that some of these companies, they're taking most of the funds in digital currency uh, a lot of times, 100%. Uh, you know, they could have raised six million dollars, and then a month later, because the price of ether like quadrupled, it quadruples how much money they raise. So it's a very, very interesting time right now. I mean, we're definitely in a bubble, and it's definitely not as easy as you would think. I've been giving a lot of talks on how to do a successful ICO, um, and it's not just about you know making money quickly. There's a lot more that goes into it you need to actually have an idea and, and the technical chops and people behind you to make something that's really going to positively change the world so we kind of try to help get what these complicated concepts are out there um but yeah it's i mean the media there are there are writers who do write about this stuff all the time but even now they're kind of pulling back a little bit because they don't want to promote a scam you know so they don't want to pump up a coin uh, so, it, so it's definitely a little challenging getting them into the press, but uh, it is a very interesting and exciting time right now. Here's one of the things I love about you, um, <laughs> and, I, and I read this a couple times. Um, and correct, this this might be just you know one of those classic rumors that flies around. But did you get into comedy and Bitcoin on the same day in 2012? Is that an actual thing that happened? Yes, it is. Uh, I, What's wrong with you? What <laughs> is wrong with you? I walked into this party and I'm like, I'm a comedian. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. And then I ran into someone and they're relaunching the first Bitcoin exchange. And I'm like, oh, this is really gonna change the world. And so, yeah, it was literally the same day, which is very weird. And and I actually got into comedy. It was through my Lyft driver is how I really then took the plunge to do stand-up comedy. Wait a minute. So, one, <laughs> I, I hate Skype, so it like, died like right as you were saying that. But it, it was a great pause. Did I hear this right? It's because of your Lyft driver. <laughs> not Uber, by the way. Please note that, everyone. Not yeah. Uber. Lyft. I'm a big fan of Lyft, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I could... Uh, <laughs> There's so many ways to to go there right now. So, so what was the influence the Lyft driver had on the course of your life? So, he he took us to a party and he came in for a second and he mentioned that he was a stand-up comedian and I said, oh, I've always wanted to do that. And he said, oh, I heard you in the back. You're pretty funny. Here, I'll help you. You know, we exchanged numbers and we had a few calls and he's like, okay, in two weeks, you're going to go to this place and you're going to perform and you need five minutes of jokes. And he didn't help me write my jokes, but I kind of like told him some stories. And actually I felt like a lot of it was therapy because he talked about how he had a dirt bike career earlier and he wished he got into comedy earlier. And he had some issues, but he's really funny. 
And, um, and so he really pushed me when you have that accountability to do it. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to do it. Okay, and always, then I, always talk to your Lyft driver, people. Always talk to the Lyft driver. Never the Uber I, driver, but the Lyft driver, if, yes. If Lyft is listening to this, because I pitched them on this, uh, on this idea. Actually, they almost had uh, DeLoreans come to my birthday party. The CEO is really nice. But I really want to do like a little show where I just ride in lifts and I interview the drivers because a lot of them have other jobs. You know, they have a startup or if you're in L.A., everyone's like an actor, you know, or a musician. And I think it's great marketing for them because it's like, hey, these people are interesting. And two, like anyone can become a Lyft driver. You know, that's actually spot on. And I wanted to sound international. So I said that. But that's very true because the number of times I get in an Uber and a Lyft, either it's San Francisco or Charlotte or New York, and you take your pick. And you talk to the driver and you say, what do you do? And they tell you the startup that they're working in. And, but, but to have money, they have to drive the Lyft or Uber. But still, that's, that's, I, that would be a great show. You could call it comics. No, comedians in cars, drinking <laughs> coffee, talking to drivers. <laughs> I don't think that's trademark. Um, yeah. Okay, all right, one last question, because uh, this is supposed to be a short-form interview. Um, you're the first person I've interviewed. No, you're not. You're, you're the second person I've interviewed that has an IMBD page. So congratulations. Do we want to go ahead and tell everybody what film you were in? Uh, it was a documentary called The Rise and Rise of Bitcoin. So uh, you can see what it was like in the very early times of entrepreneurs starting Bitcoin companies and the price just starting to go up and... I mean, they cut a lot of me out, but I am like number three in a billing because I guess I get Googled. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they uh, they actually showed that or maybe premiered that at Cybos, so the massive banking conference, and it was in Boston a few years ago. So, um, you know, the large, you know, the biggest banks in the world, um, and they had that after hours. I think like ten people showed up. However, today that room would probably pack out. So, you know, don't don't feel bad. That's actually really cool. It premiered at the Tribeca Film Festival, so yeah. that's even better. All right, so we're down to the last minute of what's supposed to be a five-minute interview, and I'm already at minute ten. So this is rapid fire. So this would be this is more for me than you, Margo. So just know okay. that. All right, three questions. You ready? Number one, your favorite comic besides yourself? I like I love Lucy. I like Lucille Ball a lot. I like Jim Jeffries. I think he's really funny and smart. Uh, Bill Murray is hilarious. I love like the '80s people too. Like the '80s people, are really funny. You know, David Spade is his stand-up is so funny. Yeah, he's, so, he's good. Yeah, David um, Spade is a lot funnier. Um, I've listened to a podcast interview with him, and I laughed out loud on a plane, which I hate when people do that. But he <laughs> he made me laugh. He kept telling stories about yeah. SNL and everything else. But he is hilarious. All right, true or false? Comedians are introvert introverts for the most part. Is that true or false? Uh. I mean, I think they're mostly self-loathing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a better answer. <laughs> Love that answer. All right. And last question. What's more ruthless when it comes to an industry? Cryptocurrency or comic? Comedy. Amen. There's a lot of crazy people in Bitcoin and in cryptocurrency. Uh, it's a very different type of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that is the, uh, the cover page, the cover shot for this, folks. <laughs> you just gave me the quote, which is perfect. Um, for the listeners in the show notes, I'm going to have links, a million links out there. There's actually some great video um, of Margo on YouTube, which is pretty funny. I actually was watching one of them right before this. So we'll have links to that, Margo. 
Next well, time I interview I, you, you need to have your own show on like HBO or something. That'd I know. I really should. And, you know, like why dream of lift? Think higher than that. You know? <laughs> okay. No, that's the new picture quote. Why dream well, of lift? Think higher. <laughs> well, there's, there's one little thing I just want to get in there that I, I'm just starting right now. It's a, uh, kind of creating me uh, creating like a vlog for women to get into cryptocurrency. So I'm having a, if you're in New York, uh, I'm having like a little talk that's very interactive. And one of the hardest parts is actually even buying Bitcoin. And if you're in New York, for example, most of the exchanges are blocked. Um, my favorite exchange, Bittrex, doesn't accept USD yet. So I'm going to try to arrange for a few people to come and like, if you want to buy Bitcoin, you can just buy it from someone. I mean, that's really what Bitcoin is made for is peer to peer opposed to, you know, a centralized exchange. I mean, I started three Bitcoin exchanges, so I'm not like saying anything negative against them. It's just, uh, you know, I don't really have one I'd recommend. So uh, anyway, look out for my women learning about cryptocurrency blog and blog and stuff but you need to have a name for it okay because that just <laughs> was way too freaking long <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> all right margo thank you so much all right thank you